right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Um, full core press here Sunday night here in the Kill House. Solly here to my left. We uh, we rallied the big guy for tonight. Bryson's involved. Had to get him here. Big Randy. Hello, gentlemen. TC is here. What are we drinking tonight, Mr. Tron? The same bottle of wine as last week. I'm just <laughs> finishing it off. That's very cool. DJ Pie is here. Hello. We have uh, a story from DJ Pie's day that we're going to get to here uh, at a certain point that I'm very excited to tell. Yeah, we don't need to lead with no, that. No, we're definitely probably. leading with the, with that story. Uh, Patrick Reed has uh, the content king. I think it's fair to, to call Reed the content king. He has uh, won the WGC Mexico Championship for the second time. I'd say he's like the he's the uh, you know alternate field content king. What do you mean? The cat's the content king, but he's like the Puerto Rico open of content compared to cat. Well, Reed is actively he's very apt. Cre- he's creating the, con- like, but tiger just is a machine. He's not like actively creating it. Reed sure. is like going out of his way to create. I, I see stuff. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I would argue Bryson's above Reed as far as content creation. Really? maybe content optimization. I don't know that necessarily creation. The guy's a goon. <laughs> <laughs> he Loki, we're gonna get to that i did see someone tweeted like a shirtless picture of him he he had a point about the abs someone I will, tweeted it i didn't see that uh, it, it sounds like you sought it out no 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 no. i think it was dylan to chair or somebody tweeted an actual picture of bryson like sh- like an Insta- a mirror picture that he put on his instagram like that showed off that he had a point about the abs i will say that that's really? all i'm gonna say yeah i thought he was just thick boy but he apparently <laughs> has been working out some muscles so I'm a little disappointed, very disappointed that we didn't get a Bryson Reed playoff. Three, three wiggles from Bryson. Three, three wiggles yeah. on the back nine or just, no, uh, just on the total day? for the day. I mean, I thought he whiffed the, the putt on. It was not a good putt. Was that seven, 16 or 17? Which? No, it was 18. That was, that was 18. 18. Yeah, that was yeah. like the one he had <laughs> to have. Good. Yeah. That was three feet, 10 inches short on a putt he had to make basically to win. I, I don't think Reed had made the birdie yet. Maybe he had on 17. He had not. Okay. No. I watched the, on 17. I watched the uh, cut of the Wilmington episode from this week from Taurus Sauce. And there's a putt just like that in there that I needed against you. No no spoilers. <laughs> like so you can relate what he's going, exactly. what he's going through. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Before we just like make fun of Bryson, are we ready to say he might have been onto something by like with Gaines SCN and... Uh, I mean, you want to explain what your what your boy's been up to? Do you think he's he's onto something? So, am I the Bryson uh, fanboy? Fanboy is that? Why uh, don't you, if I may, why don't you ex- you know start by explaining your stance? Talk to us about your relationship with Bryson DeChambeau. Um, so, have you, ac- have you accepted him as your your Lord and Savior of content? I believe the quote from the 2017 uh, golf adjacent video at the at the PGA Championship was, "That's my guy. I'm in on big data." <laughs> I'll, I'll stand by that. I'll say this. It was eye-opening. Um, you sent off a very just easy tweet uh, making fun of Bryson with his putter slam. And it, it's, it is quite eye-opening how much people do not like him. I think uh, his agent, his representative, anybody who cares about you know the image of Bryson DeChambeau would would be well served to understand that. There are many, many people that do not like him. I, however, do but not. But isn't that part of the... Their, maybe their objectives? 
It could. Like, I, I mean, feel like the guy's yeah, making money hand be. over fist. And isn't that part of why you do like him? I was going to say, I do not count myself in that group. <laughs> I I enjoy him. I think he's Gru- great. Grupo. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's great for the PGA Tour. I love how triggered he makes people. I initially liked him coming into the Puma stable because he was the real <laughs> alpha in, in Team Puma. Oh, God. Um, That's a good take. I think Gary Woodland's in the Puma stable, though. Chris Baker's in the Puma stable as well. That's that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> what what's, what what happened to like rule number one on this show, huh? What's that? No free ads. What ha- oh, what happened true. here? I didn't know they had a stable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying he. Is it like a pack? A Puma's traveling pack? It's like a terrarium. Came, yeah, he came in. You know, I'm on the record saying I think people who go about things differently, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, people who are kind of weird, who are different. Uh, I just am drawn to that out of natural curiosity. I, I don't think there's anything inherently like good about that, but it, it interests me. And so it makes I, you feel things. Yeah. I pay attention to him and I'm glad he's different. I think, you know, everybody has a right to not like him. That's fine. But I do think whether you like him or strongly dislike him, it's more fun to feel that way than if he was just a vanilla guy who, you know, was just forgettable. So I, he doesn't bother me, I guess, net, net, end of the day, like his, his antics, his weirdness his you know, his whole deal, like doesn't really bother me. Cause I don't, I don't care. I, I kind of like how much it bothers other people. And I, I think he's good for the game. I, I hope that's fair. I, I think that's, oh, I don't, this, I, like, this thing would be very boring to do if there weren't <laughs> people like Bryson to make fun yeah, of exactly. and talk about. I love that Bryson's part of the scene. Do I think he's a chode for <laughs> the way that he, he, you know, he, he basically throws all of his colleagues as uh, I thought that was interesting that Bryson actually said in the post round interview that, you know, stuck up for Reed on the post round interview with Todd Lewis and said, Hey, you know, Patrick Reed's my coworker, all this. I've never heard anybody <laughs> really? refer to a player as a coworker. Um, but I feel like he's, he's always gone out of his way to make sure it's, it comes off as, Hey, I'm the smartest guy in the world. Nobody's ever thought to try this before. You know, all these other guys are idiots. Yeah. I, I think the true smartest people are just go about their business and do the smart things and don't have to tell everyone about it. And maybe that's just the media that's just run with his whole, all the, I, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but all this uh, irons are the same length and it's, well, it, which is kind of cool. If which is stuff, very, it is. If the I, stuff you're doing is really, really working and giving you an advantage. Why do you want to tell all your competitors yeah. about it? It's the same thing Phil does though. Maybe that's, they maybe that's, can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Phil is very guilty of this too, of like, I've, here's what I've got figured out. It's Frankenwood time. Like yeah, people think, don't even know about like, the Frankenwood. Phil's truly just fucking with us. Though, right? Yeah. That's pro- that's a very, that's a very fair point. Didn't Max say that on, on uh, our podcast, like forever ago though, that, Max Homo was talking about playing with Phil and how that can come off as, you know, the, all the fig jam stuff. But really, like, if you get to know him, it strikes you much more as just like a man, like, I'm so psyched that I can tell you, like, how to hit that shot that I just hit. Like, let me break it down for you still. So then you know how it works. It's <laughs> like, it's so cool to know, you know, I think that's how, uh, at least those close to the situation 
think Phil goes about it. But. What's going to be next for Bryson? I mean, we, we have the gains with the driving. We have the iron length. We have soaking balls in Epsom baths. We have the putting. We, we, we're, we're seeing it right now. I know the, putting, what, right? I know well, the butthole sunning uh, scene is getting pretty pretty big, maybe. <laughs> well, 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 a, to, I know Tron and Randy are lockstep with you on that one. Certi- oh, wow. What is it? Certified, certified health, health, health nut? Yeah. There's a guy we follow on Instagram. <laughs> certified health nut. He's getting so much vitamin B12. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I could maybe if he had thought of that, I could see that maybe be the next one. <laughs> but you know, to, you kind of asked the question up front, which I think is like the headline question. Uh, we haven't even really talked about Reed who won we the tournament, to it, but yeah. uh, you know, are the things that he's doing working and man, it'd be pretty hard to argue for sure. I don't think I'd ever really, it never really dawned on me until this week, like the whole towel guy thing. Oh Yeah. <laughs> The, 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 I mean, it's not fucking real. <laughs> yeah. It was so he could see his laser better on, on the green. Oh my God. And then, I'll, and I'll then, give him, and and then, then he started great. And he started saying the laser was like, he doesn't have to use a laser. That's too powerful. <laughs> if he could have used, if the, like, to be clear, if people aren't on Twitter, there was a photo going around of someone on team Bryson holding up a towel to block the sun. So Bryson <laughs> could put in the shade. It looked like they were just like cooling him off. It's but, a page out of Mr. Burns book from the Simpsons blocking out the sun, which even, to Bryson's credit, he's been like this since he came For out. For sure. As far as the team goes, like I, I, right when he came out, I remember watching him at Heritage and Randy and I were there and he had five guys and, you know, they were all I was like, man, how the fuck is this guy supporting <laughs> such a big team? <laughs> and we now see what we now see how, I mean, I, I do totally agree. The way he does everything is extremely interesting. I also just think he's a douche. Like it's both things can be true. Yeah, I think it's speaking of douches. Can we talk about the winner of this tournament? (laughs) For sure. I I would also like to point out last thing though. I I think the tour can run with anything the least bit, um, yes, funny or interesting, and they just bludgeon you over the head with it. It's not even the tour. That's golf media in general. Golf media in general. And and so there's, there's a natural kind of backlash when you've been just force fed, you know, Bryson's so interesting. Like I, I get that too. And that's not all his fault either. You know, some of that, like you said, is, is all of golf media. Funny note there. Did you guys see the, the Euro tour tweet about Eric Van Ruyen's birthday? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, I'll I'll have to retweet there it. There were like fifty five tweets about his birthday yesterday. Well, there was there was a a highlight package that that the Eurotour put together from NBC of all the times they mentioned that that he was the birthday boy. Oh no! It, it, it was at least twenty times. <laughs> it was it was incredible. Randy, what's your what's your take on birthdays once you once you pass like six years old? Completely unnecessary. <laughs> I'm kind of agree. They're, well, they're, yeah. they're a worthless, uh, like drain on productivity. Quite literally. Everyone yeah. has one. Like we, everyone exactly. that treats their own birthday. Like that's a very special thing. We um, talked about buttholes on air. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has one of those too. That's, that's true. <laughs> but not everybody's using it the proper way, apparently. Um, so Patrick Reed was in the news this week, um, for a couple reasons before winning the WGC Mexico championship. <laughs> What's uh, in the news? What's in the news? <laughs> Uh, we're going to break down the Peter Costas uh, podcast that uh, hit the airwaves this past week uh, a little bit more in totality uh, after we get to a couple other things. But 
Peter Costas mentioned in the podcast that uh, he had seen him improve his life four separate times. And that was the first I had heard of that. Uh, that made some made some waves. And Kepka called him out on PGA Tour Radio or some kind of serious XM radio show, of course, with Sway. With Sway. Uh, One Sway. of my favorite golf journalists. Sway Calloway. Yeah. That, of uh, of uh, MTV News. Exactly. He was, on the, was he on the Winter X Games? No, so Sway, I was... Sway, 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 Sway. Was, I struggled with this. I, apparently, this is a thing because I was Googling other Sway stuff after this interview dropped in... You're thinking of Sal Masakela. Oh, yeah, now I'm going to sound like a. No, I was thinking the same. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I was thinking the same thing. They did a whole Tough interview. Scene. No, uh, Sway. You this stays it. Look up the YouTube video. They did a whole Sway and Sal Masakela uh, interview together about how they always get confused for each other. So it's not just us. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, with Sway, what up, what up, world? No, that was Tiger Woods. <laughs> on MTV News. Yeah. Oh, oh, gotcha. Sway's on uh, uh, Sirius XM. Channel 45. XL Shade. Right? Shade. Yeah. Shade. Yeah. Which. Very proper for uh, anyways. For We're saying Nina, Nina Tech Nine though should have. Done Nina the say what? Yeah. <laughs> anyways, Brooks Kepka says on this show. Yeah, Sally, what do you need? Um, that uh, Reed was building sandcastles or whatever down there, which I didn't even. Everyone's like, oh, Kepka called him out. I'm like, no, he's actually just like describing. Yeah. what happened? Like, I don't even think that was a call out. I think. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure that I am because. There's no way that nobody has asked players directly this question. But what kind of blew my mind was that Sway, uh, noted golf journalist, hit it so head on in that he was like, so what do you think? Like, was that cheating? And Kapka was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, has anybody really asked this in just like a yes, no way? Or is it just like, hey, I'm just curious, your thoughts on the Reed situation? Well, well, you know, obviously... Let's, uh, let's read was, it. Let's read it, because when when asked by host Sway Calloway if Reed was cheating when improved his life, Kepka said, yeah, I don't know what he was doing. Not, Building Not 100% no. What, the first part of the interview, yeah. I watched it 30 times. The first no, time, okay. he says, was that cheating? And Kepka says, mm, yeah. Okay. Like, right. straight up. Whereas he a says, lot of yeah, other guys... And then he pauses to think. And then he says, then he goes into his whole, like, yeah, I don't know what he was doing, building sandcastles. But, like, he, period, point blank, said, like, yes, that was cheating. Well, the part that I thought was the best was I took three months off, and I can promise you I know if I touch sand. Which if was you, our whole thing. Yes, like, of course. Like, like, of nobody, course. Yeah. It was, like, you're not even using the right defense. I can't even, yeah. <laughs> I do feel like. Like, if you're going to deny it, that's not, that doesn't even make sense. If you asked other players a yes, no question, they would. Say, all right, well, yeah, you know, that just depends on your definition of cheating. Depends on what your definition of is. is. It does, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So that was going on leading into it. And so it kind of, I I feel like NBC definitely turned down the, all the stuff that he's overcome this week. I thought they didn't pump that too much. Uh, There was a bit of a rise above the noise and everything. It was like, it's not not really noise. Like the dude cheated. So I I looked this up. (laughs) Simon Dyson got two months for the ball tap, like he, there was a Simon a, Dyson got the electric chair, a spike mark <laughs> in his line, and he tapped it down and got a two month suspension. Okay, I think would would you guys agree that what Reed did is worse than what Simon Dyson did? Hell yes. Would you agree, DJ? Yeah, Mister Mister Big Randy. <laughs> who, who can say? <laughs> who can say? <laughs> so imagine They're at least on par. Sure. Yeah, he got zero great punishment for it. Two months after the incident, Patrick Reed has won again on the PGA Tour. Like yeah. should he, should Patrick Reed be playing right now? If he had got a two month suspension that would have started January one, he would not be currently playing. And, the tour, and he just won one of their biggest events. And the tour has threatened to penalize people who talk about it 
far more than they penalized Patrick Reed. In the yes. Place. Like is it just like the suspension thing. It, people seemed really, I guess, turned off that it with the punishment, but I never heard a lot of people saying, calling for him to be suspended. I called for him to be suspended. I called for Sergio to get be suspended when he got disqualified in Saudi Arabia <laughs> last year. That was sick. So I, I just, I'm, he is now one in, in the period out. that he would have been suspended. We're going to, Find out a story all this time that they chopped off Sergio's hand. He's got a fake, <laughs> fake hand like Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, rather. I, uh, I want to note real quick though that Dyson, I don't think actually had to serve the suspension though. It, oh, really? It, it would have gone into effect had, um, according to a, a PGA news story, his ban will become effective only if he commits another rules breach in the next 18 months. So essentially, they gave him oh, pro probation. Really? Um, but I think what this was, is late breaking news just, I'm just coming into the well, show no, on his Wikipedia page. It does not note that as far as I, I'm concerned. I think what was also I apologize for the error. Sorry, as a as a history major in college, the first thing they tell you is Wikipedia is not a proper source. I think Wikipedia has gotten better in the last I, like for 12 sure. years. I, or I, I spend 60 hours a week on Wikipedia, but <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> this is why you're at the Vietnamese place. <laughs> I would love to audit that, but we, we have other things to do. So as far as, as I just got done lauding uh, Sway's yes, no questions, your should Patrick Reed be suspended? Yes, no question is a very interesting one. And I'm, I'm curious before we answer that, do you think it, does it make a difference that it was the hero world challenge? Is that a stupid question? Not a stupid question. I don't think it makes a difference in their ruling. I think it's a PGA Tour sanctioned event. I know. Right? I do so, think it is a maybe a little bit different. If that happened at the U.S. Open, or not, that's a bad example because it's yeah. the USGA event, but if that happened the at players. the players, would he be suspended? Or does that make a difference on you? I don't think he would have been because I think they have would. I think there's a... It, doesn't, it shouldn't make a difference to me personally. There's a good uh, parallel with the European Tour with Lucas Herbert last year in Dubai. And they didn't suspend him. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we're the that only was a big event. Only ones that uh, actually care about. Did like, he, he show? Playing well, golf. I was going to bring back with Dyson, and I'm curious about Herbert. Did he show like contrition? Because I, I think Dyson like really apologized. I, I think Herbert that's what's. Did too. I was yeah. going to say that seems to me what's lacking from the whole Reed incident is any type of ownership or yeah. like, hey, I'm sorry. You know, I made a mistake. I see it's bad. It's the whole reason why people are still pissed about like why why this this Astros scandal has so much. Yeah, legs. That your tweet this week was fantastic. It was just like, yeah, the the way that people are reacting to the, to the Astros thing is very similar to the Reed thing. Like the punishment doesn't fit the crime even remotely, and like people when, are like not okay with the way that this has been dealt down. When people feel like somebody's gotten away with something, or and and even almost encouraged to get away with it, and it gets brushed under the rug, and all it does is make it a bigger issue. Yeah, and now we've you know we found out this week that it's probably more like three, four, five times yes. that's happened. Slash maybe like an unknowable amount of times when cameras say, are not that's, on. Exactly. And yeah. Porath had a good point in his article this week, fresh off paternity leave, by the way. Uh, <laughs> right back to the laptop, spitting fire, uh, said that, you know, w with all the sports betting too, like, you know, how like people need to be assured that things are above board, mm -hmm. right? That things are going to be handled objectively. Hmm. And that's on the tour. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I can agree with this thought process if I think what happened this week was a good setup and that two different incidents happened with Reed. This thing has not gone away. So this is still a story this week. I respect Steve Sands a lot in his work. I would imagine he's put in a tough spot and is 
told what to ask in this scenario. I need a lot more on that 18th green than how rewarding is this win? Can I kind of stop you? I like Sands too. Yeah. But a lot of the time, Sands's interviews can be, man, you've been the greatest thing since sliced bread. Since well, I just you mean, came out yeah. and you are, you are, you are God's gift to earth and to golf. And man, what does this mean? Yeah. You. Like there was that's, a, that's a lot of his, but ideas. as a viewer, I needed like, Hey, you got dragged through the mud yet again this week. Did, was there any ins, extra incentive this week to kind of silence the haters? Like I would love to see what Patrick Reed's response that would be. I know what it would have been. Like I'm just out here trying to play the best at golf I can, but I needed him prompted on that more than how rewarding is this. I think the presser is going to be more interesting. I was going to say, do you need it in that moment? Or are you willing to let the, uh, the writers, the scribes, ask him that question. Cause I got to think that'll be a big, well, let I me hope so. If he would have said, I don't know. I think the TV is so much more transcendent. Like I think agreed. Like if he would have said his top five player in the yeah. world thing in a press conference, I don't think it nearly gets the amount of run that, that it got from the, the interview, which was at the same event, which was well, awesome. You got to <laughs> think quote, too, unquote, that, same event. That, I mean, golf channel is right 2, now miles away. NBC golf channel. They're in a pretty precarious. Yeah, I agree with, but you can ask, you can, you don't everything. have to frame it like, Hey, you're a cheat. What do you think? It's kind of <laughs> like, Hey man, like you're getting, you're getting some shots. So not you. Here's your chance to defend yourself. Actually. Like, what would you say to all that? But I wonder uh, how much of it was not that it's an excuse, but I wonder like if the coverage went over, like they were already into uh, America's got talent. Yeah, as that, we that, found it out. did so seem quick. I wonder if they were just trying to kind of get in, get out, get grab bonk. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope that we wake up to some good stuff from the, from the news conference. So before we move on, well, I, we got a lot more to talk about from uh, TPC Chipotle, but uh, <laughs> there, uh, if, if there was a lot of tour action, keep track of this week. And if you saw any of it on TV, you probably noticed a lot of Callaway Maverick drivers and Odyssey stroke lab putters in the bags. Callaway had the most drivers in play uh, of any brand in both Mexico and Puerto Rico, led, of course, by the new Maverick driver. And Odyssey had the most putters in play at both events. I saw a lot of both of those also at the uh, at the Gasparilla that I played this past week. So sure. a lot of top players are choosing to, to play with Callaway. Eric Van Royen is one of them. He, uh, he led the field in the unofficial stat of ratio of shortest pants to longest putts made statistic. I, I read that somewhere. Are you guys in on the joggers? You, Honestly, I kind of am. I think it looks kind of good. I had a few people asking on Twitter. I don't mind them. No. I'm I, the right person. You know? Yeah. And, you and could you pull him off? I thought he looked great. He's kind of a unit. Yeah. Could you pull him off? No, absolutely no. not. I don't could, think any of us are. Maybe Neil. Neil could probably, Neil could pull though. I think Neil could pull him off. I don't think any of us are pulling him off. I'd like to see it on Big Randy, but uh, he was using a Stroke Lab marksman in route to one of his best ever global finishes. Uh, back to the driver, you heard us say it before, but Maverick comes in a standard head, which fits to most players. The max for those that need a little bit more forgiveness. DJ Pie. DJ, can is you that please? what that means? Yeah. Oh, you guys <laughs> told me to use that one. I thought it was, you know, because I was just puring it so hard. Well, why don't we, let me get through this and then you can tell us about yeah. how forgiving the max is. <laughs> uh, and uh, for high spin players, the there's the Maverick Sub-Zero, um, which also is used by Vanderbilt standout, Will Gordon. He used that to Monday qualify in Puerto Rico. Had a finish of T20, his best finish of 2020 so far. So Impressive learn, young player. Learn, I, yeah. And TCs is the, the Sub-Zero. TCs is the Sub-Zero <laughs> as well. That's right. Uh, learn more about the Maverick at CallawayGolf.com and, and Odyssey Stroke Lab Putters at OdysseyGolf.com. DJ, will you please detail what happened uh, with your Maverick uh, Max today? Was uh, it very forgiving on the third team? Well, after just melting it on the first two holes, uh, one in the fairway, one not in the fairway. Listen, no, I'm not going to tell the story. <laughs> Fuck you. You, you can tell it, but I'm not telling the story. <laughs> DJ and I were out playing with uh, our friend Justin Huber today and, uh, a, you know, a Hall of Famer, Jim Furyk, and DJ tops his drive off the third hole. It hits a uh, hits the white tee marker 
and ricochets into the bunker on the second green. Behind us. Behind us. <laughs> you know what they call that? It was a healthy, as I said, 8,000 cc's of rub of the green. <laughs> It's just, a, I mean, just the, it was the, OD'd on I've never green. seen Uber laugh that hard. And it I will, so funny. did you just, take a mulligan? No, no, I didn't take a mulligan. I hopped down in the bunker, punched it out. Did you rake the bunker? Made a six. Yeah, of course yeah, I raked the bunker. That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, well, I just want to say like, you know, sitting at this table amongst, you know, such esteemed company, I don't want to really hear a whole lot about topping shots at Tim Aquana because there's much, much, much video edit evidence from many of the people here of hitting some dog shit shots. Sal, you played it right. No, I hit you too. I, I don't think I've ever hit a drive backwards though. <laughs> well, <then> go backwards. <laughs> that's called, that's, dis that's disingenuous. I hit a top shank in tournament this week. So thank listen, you. Listen, I, I, we all have our bad shots. I will say it was, just, it you was, gotta laugh about them. That's the whole point. Rattling. Played the Thursday <laughs> game with DJ this week. Um, and I thought he drove the ball really, really well. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Thanks, he, he drove it really well the rest of the day. And I, 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 personally, <laughs> I think it was an outlier. <laughs> I personally fit him in the Maverick. Yeah. Max. Max. Yeah. Or the, yeah, the Max. Yeah. After, after, uh, we've got some content coming out. I did a, I'm a, I'm a master fitter. You're yeah. the master fitter. Wait, I am very excited for this. Um, I'd, I'd like to propose something real quick. Sure. I think with the late Senator John McCain passing, uh, I think there's a real dearth of, Anybody nicknamed Maverick and Strands these days? Strands, Strands also is gone. I'd like to. I'd like TC. I, I think you could be our new Maverick. How would you spell it though? M A V R I K. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that would be. No offense to Maverick McNeely. That's true. I think so. TC, I, I hereby anoint thanks, you thanks my you. Maverick. That's really cool. Of you. <laughs> I was he's kind of like a Maverick, maybe not the Maverick. And DJ, it sounds like you and uh, you and Big Jim took home. Yeah, we want yeah. some cash. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if that's in the PJ Tour Integrity Program. We don't have to. Nah, have I to think get it's well within, you know, the I don't think the amount we were playing for today. I missed a fifty foot birdie putt on the fifty dollar birdie putt on the last hole, which hurt. Uh, we're also we also have an, an announcement. I'm th we're thrilled to announce a brand new partnership with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you know them as a leader in daily fantasy sports. We're not big DFS guys. I think we've noted that in the past, but what you might not know, they recently launched America's top rated sports book app, which we are big, like just straight. We up are big gambling. gamblers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we are going to have some really fun stuff uh, with DraftKings this year. They have a full golf gambling experience. You can bet on every golfer either to win place or uh, place in the top five, 10, 20, Huge array of props, including leaders after each round, players to make or miss the cut, special hole-in-one props, and live hole-by-hole -hole betting for the top golfers. But maybe best of this of all, and we'd like to encourage some listener feedback on this, they've implied to us that we might be able to uh, help influence or create some bets, as in like, hey, is Tiger Woods going to hit the fairway, or is he going to hit the green at TPC Sawgrass on the 17th hole? Like, what are the lines on that? We want to hear your guys' feedback. We want you guys to come up with bet ideas, and we are going to pick the best one and propose that to DraftKings and see if they'll let us create a bet. How much fun is that? Get deep in the you guys are more creative than us. Yeah, deep like, in the creativity. We'll you know we'll cooter back to our top ten. We'll, yes. uh, Plus, they let you parlay out the ass. Yes, yes. there's going to be some mega <laughs> mega parlays. Uh, so please uh, be sure to check that out. DraftKings Sportsbook is a legal, safe, and secure betting app. Uh, it, it's no wonder that it's the top rated sportsbook app. Do you know uh, that, Randy? You didn't know that. You don't follow that those <laughs> ratings at all, Randy. You learn something new every day. Uh, if it's not available yet in your state, don't forget about the fantasy app, DraftKings Fantasy app, running a huge fantasy golf contest this week uh, with over $500,000 in total prizes. So 
Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code NLU when you sign up. And for a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget, enter code NLU and your sign-up bonus is up to $1K. I, I, this is a dream come true for, for TC right here. We're going to allow him to read the legalese. This is the TC word. word for word. Only a DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 or older. NJ, Indiana, or sorry. <laughs> NJ. <laughs> New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Must Only, be 21 or older in those days. Oh, okay. Sweet. Uh, bonus <laughs> comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. They also encourage you if you're doing the DFS to, if your player plays bad, to definitely tweet at them. Yes. Say like, hey, you messed up my team. Or tweet stuff at like that. Tron if he gives you a bad bet idea. As or bad legal advice. Yeah. <laughs> I have more newfound respect for the guys that read the legalese at the bottom of these things. That's a little bit more difficult. I, I probably should have read that before. <laughs> there's, there's room for improvement. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's talk some more about, uh, what, we talked about, about this about golf Rom? course. Go, absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, you can tap down Spike. Mark. Does he know that? <laughs> does he know that? Honestly, I swear to God, does he know that you can do that? I don't know. It's, I, uh, I mean, it's just yeah. habit. Like as soon as you see a spike mark or as soon as you miss a putt, like, oh, that hits something. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's the, that's the whole, you know, tour player confidence, right? Like it's, yeah. I, wasn't that Nicholas that said that or something? Like if you ever think like anything is your fault, you're, you're probably not going to make it. Kind of a thing. Uh, I did love Rom. Uh, Solly, Solly texted earlier today on our group thread. Rom might be dead, dude. And <laughs> I thought he was like fifth, literally 15 seconds later. <laughs> he imploded. Hitting in the water on the second shot. On uh, I have a knack for doing that. But yeah. Rom's run is has been yeah. absolutely insane. And I, I don't think people have fully appreciated it. He finished T3. Uh, he was T17 at the Genesis, but T9 at Waste Management. Second at Farmer's. 10th of the century, not great. Second at Hero, he won the DP World Tour Championship and he won the Spanish Open in the fall. Like he's playing some unbelievable golf, but he didn't win. Listen, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't win. JT yeah. did not win either. He didn't win. He didn't win. <laughs> JT hit some squirrely shots. Today. He did not have it today. The, the left-handed punch out was dope. <laughs> that, that was, that was wild. among the cooler shots we've seen in 2020. Which, which is a tribute to this golf course. Like, I love watching a golf course where it, you can hit driver, like go ahead, but it, you can't miss with driver anywhere. There's yeah. nowhere to miss it. Can so we seeing, talk about the first hole, <laughs> unbelievable. I, mean, I know he got car path and everything, but he was what a hundred yards over the green on <laughs> three hundred and something yard part four. Was it the second first back. or second hole? Might have been the second. Okay, but then there it was were seventy six yards long. There were some other screen grabs. I I sent to you this week, and I said this is disgusting. This guy can't win. Which it's kind of funny to see in comparison to like Leishman's win where he just drove it all over the map yeah. and was somehow able to kind of like piece it together. It was like, as soon as you saw JT hit like three of those or whatever, it's like, dude, there's no way this is, there's no way this is happening. Down and the stretch just, too, JT hit one, he was punching out and then hit it through some trees, banked left up and then, you know, within 12 feet. I was like, that was, a, that was the best shot yeah, I saw all awesome. day. Yeah. <laughs> He, his drive on two went 449 yards and he had 76 yards back into the hole, <laughs> which like, this again, the, the course is, I, I love say, watching the golf course where it's so intriguing as to what's going to happen on the tee shot. So much of PJ tour golf is there's not a huge 
risk reward. Like when you pound driver, it's like, oh, you're barely in the rough or you hit it in the fairway. Here it's like, no, no, like hit it in the fairway or you're punching out. Yeah. Or and, you're up against a chain link fence. Yes. And there's, and there's a there's guy whistle. whistling. <laughs> or there's an Uber stand over there and people are honking. You know? uh, it's just so fun. And it's so fun to watch. I think we said this the last couple of years, but it's so fun to watch or answer the question of what would it look like if pros played my local Muni course? Yeah. It's, the, the course it's the world Muni championship. Yeah. The course is, I would say, so bad that it's good. Well, let me, let me ask you this. So this tournament's been going on for what, three or four years? I think it's the fourth year. Fourth year. And it's been an exceptional winner to my memory every year. Mm -hmm. Exceptional tournament every year. Great competition. So it's what is top three favorite events of the year. For like, if not favorite. But let me ask you, like, do I think this is like a good golf course? No. By the standards, you know, that we tend to assign good and bad. But, I but like to push well, let me, that. okay. But th that's, okay. Then the question goes to you. Like, does it matter? On, on the PGA tour or like, is this all we, is this all we need? Well, you'd rather have the variables, right? Like you'd rather have just something totally off the wall. Like, it, I think that you goes you have to be on one end of the spectrum. Yes. And, and I think this is on the goofier end of the spectrum, which is great. I agree. I, but I don't assign that end of the spectrum as being bad. I guess that's where I, I, I see, disagree I, with you're, you. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, you wouldn't host the U.S. Open there, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, probably not. Well, like, is, it'd be tough in Mexico. Is TPC, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Is TPC Twin Cities a good course? I would rather. I, I no. know what I mean. Like I'd no, much but I rather watch the point. on this. On yeah, on I think this that's end the point. Of the spectrum. That is in yeah. the middle, right? Like, right. So there's the world class golf courses on the PGA Tour. I mean, I, I don't. Well, not all inclusive. I would put for off the top of my head. I think Riviera. I think is very fun to watch. Of course, I think TPC Sawgrass is extremely fun to watch. Memorial can be debated probably, but that's like what came to mind. When you get into the next group, I'd much rather Gru have Grupo. Grupo. So <laughs> let's get though. I'd much rather have the TPC uh, Chipotlepec, <laughs> not TPC Chipotle. Uh, I'd rather watch that than the next tier. Like I'm at a middle of the road PGA tour course, I think is very boring to watch because it's, it's just, it's a, this, I can get into a lot of reasons why, but I'd rather watch them do something screwy like this. I think it comes back to, it asks different questions than what we're used to. Right. And, and it and, does, but you'd be surprised if you look at uh, our friends at data golf have a weekly chart, like a radar plot of the, the importance of the, of driving distance, driving accuracy, your approach game, your game around the green and your putting. And astonishingly Chipotlepec like matches up extremely close to the averages of all the PGA tour courses. It seems really different, but it is like driving distance is extremely important at this golf course. I don't really know it in my head. I don't really can't wrap my head around it, but that's how the numbers weigh out. I'm just saying Which as, is far interesting. As, as far as, I mean, it does take some imagination. It mm -hmm. does take like, like it's not stock shots. Yeah. As far as pitching out or, you know, on some of like on some of those par fives, like cool. If, if you go for it, you are, you are really making a deal with the devil, you know? Um, and it's just add in the, add in the altitude, add in, uh, you know, with the altitude, the lack of the increased lack of spin. Right. Uh, like, and you need to curve it on some of these holes yeah. and it's really hard to curve it. It's, it's, I think it's, it, it's just amazing though, how hard it is for these guys to hit greens when they're firm and at altitude. I feel like this is like the chipping invitational. It's just like a chip off. The whole thing it's is just 60% like of the off. broadcast are guys just like three or four feet off. Yeah, green. It's amazing. Yeah. Or in bunkers above the green <laughs> or like funky ass shots. So that's the one the thing. Bunker shots where like the guys, I saw one from Spieth. I saw a couple from Rory where they're 
their sandwich goes in and it stops. <laughs> they don't follow through. It's it just like chop shot. Gouging it yeah. out. It's it's crazy. It's I love it. It's uh the, the first tea announcer just brings a different energy to For it. Sure. And, and the, the excitement there is just a little bit different. And I think it kind of uh, harkens back to some of the stuff we've talked about with coverage though on like NBC just does, does a better job capturing sound from the gallery and the energy level is just way, way, way higher than a normal week. One but, of the things NBC did a great job of, and I'm sure CBS would do something like this too, but the, uh, like the elevation stuff, that seventh hole is just mind blowing to see that that plays, it was playing 240 today. So like, okay, it's 240 at elevation. That means it's probably 215. Uh, now it's downhill, which means it's probably 195. So all of a sudden these guys are hitting like six irons from 240 between in those shoots, trying to shape it around that big tree and like giving you like info like that. I'm like, okay, now I can see, I have so much more appreciation that like they're doing that on literally every shot and trying to figure that stuff yeah. out. And it's, it I was think, really cool. I think you're giving CBS way too much. Well, I'm listen. Yeah. Well, what's weird? We don't need to make that an unnecessary knock. A point about altitude, though, is so if you have a 240 yard shot and let's say it plays 195 or whatever it is, it, they make it a bit sound like, oh, it's just an eight iron. It's then not formulaic. It, it is, but it's it's the ball still got to go 240 yards. Yeah. Exactly. So the misses yes. get exponentially. They get exacerbated. It's your your normal miss with a 195 yard shot is not the same at altitude. A hundred percent. And that's why I think it was, uh, Eric, Van, Eric Van Royen hit it to like, hit it to like eight feet, 10 feet on number seven. After they do all this calculus, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's pretty good there. I'm like, that's fucking that was amazing, great, man. It's 240 <laughs> yards. Well, that's all I'm saying is like, it's not, it's not necessarily These good. These guys are good guys. Come on. <laughs> it's not stock through the bag. No. Where like, you the, know, they, the, they yeah. can show their, their yardages with, you know, that was a bit, that's always a big thing on Twitter. Hey, Rory's stock yardage, stock this yardages this week or whatever. And, and, you know, there's different, like, it depends on how you're going to hit a wedge, how far it's going to go. There's a matter of like, but seeing the cream rise at this tournament every year is kind of where I, again, not to in- include all the rollback stuff in the conversation, but I, where I go with like, Hey, the best players are still going to be the best. Yeah. We're just going to see a much more interesting style of golf. If everything gets rolled back. Cause these guys are the best at figuring out all the shit, all these elements. They're not, there is an element of roboticness that comes with bombing it and hitting wedges on, but there's also an element of figuring out distance control and all these things. And I forget somebody, somebody on the pod that was a player that is not a, not a top 50 player in the world. I feel like said this and said, look, if, if you put like Hickory shafts, like Kepka is going to be the best player in the world and Rory's going to be the second, best, or they're all going to be right there. And I don't know. I just feel like watching this is watching the best players screw around and dink it around and try to do weird things for four days. And it's way more entertaining than watching the WGC at Memphis. I feel like Memphis is a punching bag, but I'm sorry. It's making them think is a good thing. Yes. Because the, because the best players typically are good at thinking. Yeah. That's why they're good. Yeah. Shout out to Bryson. Uh Uh-huh. Anything else we need to cover from, uh, from Mexico? Uh, Rory. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just another guy. (laughs) I, I like Rory. That's not fair. But I think my big takeaway is like I, the word that came to me is like the cachet, right? D- does he intimidate anybody? Does his presence, you know, cause anybody to, you know, get a little tight? Like I just feel like he he, he doesn't affect. Does anyone's? Golfers. I would throw that out there. Does anyone's presence? The cat. The cat. I think Kepka's was I, going there for yeah. a little bit. Um, In majors. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, that's only because we didn't really see it anywhere else. But 
So, yeah. you know, he didn't really like play. <laughs> he didn't really like show up anywhere else. Yeah. Well, when he went head to head with Rory at the tour championship with 15 million bucks on the line, like Rory backed Kepka down. That's true. So, no. so we're, but, we're talking to about your point earlier. though. Not, yeah. not a lot of other guys have how, how many majors he has. Is it five? Four. four. They both have four. Four. Um, so yeah, it's just startling. Like it's just, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I like Roy. I'm not trying to pile on him necessarily, you but you watch that dead. whole day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying like he's dead, but I'm, I'm not, you know, you don't speak ill of the dead. Exactly. What you're I'm yeah. not, I'm not piling on his grave. Yeah. It's you're just, not dancing on his grave. It, it's disconcerting watching a, a final round where it's like, yeah, yeah. He's just kind of out there doing his thing. I don't know. So Roy's played six PGA tour events so far this season. Uh, God, what, this is going to be a detonation of Randy. <laughs> no, no. Just what do you think his worst finish is? Which is like eighth, like, maybe. Yeah, like seventh or eighth. It was, it was today, fifth. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm like. Taste it, Randy. But, but what's he doing? What's he doing? And he won the, the WGC HSBC champion. The last WGC, he won that. Uh, he finished fourth in, oh, sorry, that was Dubai. So I counted a, a, a uh, Randy, I think what he's doing is like, is prepping for, Major SCN. I was gonna say like, this is actually working out well, decently it's for been him. Six years. Or I'd rather him. <laughs> I'd rather him not be winning now. Yeah. And, and I hope he doesn't win the players again because yeah. that's just gonna. Would you, you be? Know. You'd be rooting for him if he was in like the final group at Augusta, right? Absolutely. I wish yeah. him no ill will. Yeah. I, I think he's. You just want to kill. Phenomenally him. interesting. I think he's great for the game of golf. I think. Um, yeah, I just think his his game's in a rut right now. I'll ask you this: this phenomenal <laughs> run, in a rut. that's, that's well, tough. this phenomenal that's run tough. he's been on, is it inspiring golf? Like you know, when you see inspiring golf, you know when you see exceptional golf, and it feels like he has totally raised his floor. Is what I would say. I would agree with. I that. don't yeah. think he's. I don't think he's scratched his ceiling. I think he's just like I'm gonna. I'm going to. He he's got what Tiger has always sought, which is. That that can get misconstrued a lot of different ways, but Tiger always wanted to be in contention with less than his A game. That was something that he went to Hank Haney with. Yeah, I would say that Tiger obviously Tiger's had way more success than Rory. Let's that uh, okay. I'm just saying. I was afraid you're no, 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 like, no, no, no. I'm just like saying Tiger like, never got there. I was like, no, 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 no. Tiger definitely, definitely got there. Tiger won tournaments with yeah. like the level of play, his equivalent level of play yeah. to Rory has. Rory's C plus game is it's, is starting to it's T five. Yes, yeah. yeah. So Rory's it still does, needs at least like a minus game to win. It does have whiffs though of you know when Tiger would go like eighth, twelfth, second third and you're like god like what's wrong with tiger yeah. man like what it's, it does like, have whiffs tiger of that was more well, multi-dimensional fair no it's not fair but that's the that's the curve that the truly exceptional yeah. the truly world-class should be graded on because then it's like yeah he's, yeah. he's a great golfer sure like, but he's won one time. of his last six pj tour starts and if you win one out of six tournaments you are that's really you're like the Hall of Fame before you turn thirty. So. I will say Tiger was more multi-dimensional. Oh, for like, oh yes, you yes, could yes. take the. I think that's that's the thing with Rory is he's still doing it on the on the basis of driving it exceptionally yes. well. And Tiger was yes, whereas extremely you could make Tiger hit much better three iron off every tee and and you know like still figure out a way to to do it to probably win. Yeah. yeah. Did you have any uh, JT takes you wanted to get off your chest, TC, before we move on to Puerto Rico? Not a not well, a killer. Well, Is he a killer yeah, or a dog? We've Have got we this decided whole killer or dog thing? <laughs> you know, the last couple of times, like Randy said unequivocally that that he's neither. It was neither. Now you guys think he's a dog, so 
That's he's, fine. He's, no, I said definitely. I, I, I lost him a killer at one point, but then he keeps kind of kicking these away. I asked Solly today. I said we may need I to said, throw out I'm the jury. I'm not sure he's a dog. He's at minimum a dog. Like I won't. I won't accept that. I think he's like, got dog tendencies. Kick, but, keeps kicking this away. Like he literally won the last one that he like was in contention at. I just remember. God, he got he won the mowed down by Cam Smith down under. <laughs> I, I go back to the 2018. I think your guys' memory is a bit today. selective on some of this. I stuff. go back to the 2018 <laughs> French uh, for Open. For sure. <laughs> I was about to say, like, yeah, I don't know, man. He kicked away Century. He kicked away today. I'm like, oh, no, I guess he won it. He won Century. Hero Whatever. World Challenge. He did try. But he tried to kick it away. Exactly. So all of a sudden, the Hero World Challenge oh, counts totally in your book. matters. <laughs> 2018 uh, French Open. Norin beat his ass. Okay. Mm, well, what about scene. the 12 wins? Uh, what about the 12 wins? <laughs> like, what would you do about that? Norin kicked his ass. What about, I'm, I'm, I'm what, like, what about the two wins this season? The century was tough. That was an absolute crowning. I, I don't I don't even think he should have accepted the, the trophy. He, he got gusted on. Yeah, please. I it, it brings me no pleasure to do this, but please put it on hold <laughs> until next year till we have a more no, I deserving think, champion. I think exactly. To be fair though, today he shot 75 today. Oh, it was bad today. It was horrible. He didn't have it. Yeah, he just didn't have it. Yeah, we're in the spirit of exaggerating <laughs> things here tonight. So, I mean, the guy shot 85 today. <laughs> uh, is Victor Hovland SCN? It is official, uh, racking up yet another win for Team Solly in the Fred X Cup. Very cool. Um, hey, shout out to Neil on that one, Neil. That was an awesome trade, man. Yeah. Yeah, and what's Neil still fifth in the Fred X <laughs> I bet you're super glad you don't have Hovland on your team. In Neil's defense, Hovland is like the f- fifth best player on my team so far this year. Well, so. yeah, let's we'll count them all up at the end of the year. Sure. Um, How about now that he gets in the players? How about now that he gets into, you know, is he going to get into the match play? He's probably close to getting into match he's play. Close to he's going to probably get into ball. Memphis. Like, sick, Neil. Yeah. That was sick, man. <laughs> It, there's, right, a gar- Zange. there's a guaranteed what like of just free crack giveaway money there's there's you know <laughs> I there's two hundred thousand dollars solly's entire team's built on this lonto griffin foundation being really good golfers yeah that's kind of the <laughs> goal the, of this thing i if think the ball gets rolled back lonto <laughs> they should automatically take his draft based away. on the ball I getting did. rolled back this year i thought i had god i got some sources that told me i'd this like to year. give a shout out to scotty scheffler who <laughs> unlike hovland was in the wgc field this week matthew naismith was uh, t6 in puerto rico you know it just wasn't our week but he was right there um you know we're we're firmly in second place we're on to Cincinnati. Do, okay, seriously. Congratulations. Maybe the my favorite stat I've seen in quite some time, the curse of the Puerto Rico Open. Oh, yes. this is wild. Uh, nobody who has won the Puerto Rico Open has gone on to win a tournament after winning the Puerto Rico Open. Except. Except. Michael Bradley, who won another Puerto Rico Open. Well, yes. That's yeah. the only one. But nobody's never no, won a different you can, tournament. You can't. It's you the can't, Hotel you California, man. <laughs> exactly. You check out any time you want, but... <laughs> So I'm quite concerned for Mr. Hovland. I think I yeah, think it was a horrible career choice for him today. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I wonder if he probably didn't. You know, do, you want, do you want to lamestream bet? media probably didn't even ask him about that? <laughs> Would you like to wager on that that he won't win another tournament ever? <sighs> ever. Mm. I think that's well. That's as you said the other week, bet. that's kind of the easy side to be on, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. Who will win first, Finau or Hovland? Oh, that's a great. We should propose that, that to DraftKings. That's there you a go. great question. There you go. That's a really good one. I'm in on that. I think it'll be Fino, but I mean, well, if Fino's it's Fino's skipping this week, well, a lot of people are skipping. Hovland this week. might win the no skipping the, the WGC. Or, oh yeah, a lot of people did that too. Crazy. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. I don't. Going back to JT, 
my biggest takeaway was <laughs> now have you there were there were some thing. I had some issues last year with that stretch of Phoenix and LA where he crowned Rick on Sunday disgusting. in Phoenix. Oh, disgusting. And then JB Holmes backed his ass down. At what Riviera. happened again? At Riviera. Oh yeah. That was a tough day. Again, I, I would have to call this selective memory. <laughs> and, and again, Norin of close the 2018 calls. French <laughs> And Cam Smith, down on the... Yeah. I would, I, I, if you want and me to help make your Honda kind of backed him down. You're <laughs> getting the bunker guy. I think that went the other way on that. Uh, maybe I have to uh, check. I thought if you want some free evidence, you could, you could look at his, uh, his wins, his resume of wins. And we were looking at this a little earlier. I think eight of the 12 are no cut events. And this was a no. That's, a free That's why I thought he was going to win. Though I, I can do your job for you if you want. But, um, <laughs> Tough soon. All right, we ready? To He's talk never some. won the Puerto Rico Open though. Uh, Josh Teeter had quite the uh, interview after the round. I don't know if you guys caught a clip I didn't of that. See but that? No, I missed it. It was just like. Uh, just he was just like near tears of having you know he's almost i think he's 40 or almost 40 uh had a chance to win on i mean so the the winning these small small opposite field events is such a big deal like you get you don't get in the masters but you get all of the benefits of winning on the pga tour uh except for it's not as big of a paycheck it's not as many fedex cup points of course shout out to costas on that um but it is a big deal and he had a chance to lock up two extra years of employment and it and Hovland just made a long putt on the 18th green to, to beat him. But Hovland's, Hovland's so easy to root for, man. I feel like people haven't really figured that out yet. I haven't really round, seen him much. Just like, I, just, I suck open, at I chipping. I yeah. suck at chipping. I, I got so exposed out there. I need to work on that. And I've been working hard, though. That's true. Which they nailed that, too. He's getting ready to hit a chip on the 11th hole. And uh, the I, f I forget who the broadcasters were, but they were like, yeah, he's 230th in strokes gained around the green. And he it just was, It was Randy's boy, Terry Gannon. Yeah, and, he hit, uh, Byron. He hit the divot the further than the ball on this chip. It was a it was a tough scene. So he's yeah, going to get better at chipping. I was blown away. He doesn't like, miss greens, though. So. We're on a throw with a couple other guys, and they're like, dude, that's not a triple hole. No. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did he triple that hole? Um, but he is a PGA Tour winner. So, again, I... Again, they're always going to get lumped together, Morikawa, Wolf, and Hovland. But now the fact that they've all won within a year of being on tour without ever having to go to Q school is it's unbelievable. It's so hard to do. Like they were fighting for status not even a year ago. And I wonder if now they're all Yeah, but that's a little bit, I don't know, that's a little bit disingenuous, the whole Q school thing, because the Corn Ferry tour. Yeah, but it's not like they don't, he got, he earned Corn Ferry final status through the sponsor exemptions. Like he got his status through sponsor exemptions. For sure, but like yeah. like uh, Will Gordon is probably gonna like I think he's gotten his it's gonna be PGA close. Tour status without even going to Corn Ferry just through. I don't think he's special temporary. Does he have? I think he's almost there. Okay, that's that was the they, so Hovland or not Hovland Wolf and Morikawa got there through. Well, they both won, but because, that's how you, yeah, that's what comes. I mean, with I it. get it, but like if you're gonna get seven sponsors exemptions, that's hard to get 120. You, you so you have seven exemptions to get as many points as the 125th player on the FedEx Cup got in the year before. So basically a full season, you got seven starts to get like, hey, get it, you get, earn think, your card. Yeah, you got to think 125 guy probably played 27 events. Yes, earn your card in, in one-fourth of the events. And they all did, the, the Morikawa and Wolf won, so they bypassed all that. But then um, Hovland was between 126th <laughs> and 200th. Really too busy winning. Which got him into the finals. Which so so, so solid. that's why I'm saying is, is uh, you know, the the... Inside the 125 is exceptionally yeah. uh, impressive. What I'm saying is the 125 to 200. Yeah, that's essentially like going to Q school. 
going to corn fairy finals. Corn, and, and but you have corn fairy status through the getting those points. Like if sure. you had, so yeah, it's yeah. not even, it's not like Q but school with but, those but guys. That's is, essentially like, you know, playing, playing your seven exemptions on tour is essentially going to Q school for those guys. And then it gets them into corn fairy and then they win in the finals. Well, if you get, but if you're into corn fairy finals, you already got a corn fairy card for next year. Like Q school is got it. You don't have status anywhere. If you go to Q school, like corn fairy Q school. No, I know. I'm yeah. saying maybe we could take this offline. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Why do you hate Scotty Shuffler? <laughs> Because of you. I was going to say, get to the brass tack. Can we go back to JT four years ago? <laughs> oh, yeah, I just looked up the 2016 hero. Guy sucked. Uh, you guys ready to talk Costas? Sure. I do want to give a shout out to Jay McLuhan. Um, tracked his career for a long time. He's 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 part of the testoral uh, or testoral. Uh, the cabal of people snatching up sponsor exemptions. Yeah, the, the purchased sponsor exemptions. Um, and it's on... And I don't think, you know, he hasn't made a whole lot of, I've never really understood the whole financial like structure of that. Like, man, like how is this profitable? For so whoever? to be clear, this is like a lot of struggling tournaments or not even struggling tournaments, just kind of mid-sized tournaments. A lot of corn fair events, they'll sell their sponsors exemptions. They'll and have unrestricted, tier. unrestricted sponsor exemptions and they'll sell them to the highest bidder basically. And so, so this guy always pops up in those Yeah, and he made a cut this week, and mm. finished mm. almost dead last, which, you know, I'm sure that check from Puerto Rico is like eight grand or something, but probably not even, but, um, it was just kind of a jarring to see him make a cut. And then B, I just got to thinking, I'm like, man, like how is this a profitable business for whoever's staking him? Yeah, that's, I don't think it is. Even that's if you're taking 50% of, of his cut. I was going to say, I think there's, I'm not saying it's those guys specifically, but there's a, there's a deep, dark wormhole to be, to go to a rabbit hole, I should say, to go down there on the kind of loan shark vibe that some of these, uh, some of these <laughs> things have, cause it's, it's mucho not good. Anyways, sorry. Oh, anyways. So hopefully I assume if you are listening to this podcast, you listen to the, uh, Peter Costas podcast from this past week, which, uh, almost everyone seemed to have listened to that one. That was probably our top three wow. downloaded podcasts in our history. It was the most we've ever gotten a week. It, I've never seen a podcast of ours get that much run. And, uh, it just goes to show, I think when people are going to be real, how much that resonates with people. And it's thing. I think it's reflective of conversations we've had over the past four years in a lot of different ways, all in one place and all on the record and not coming from us. And I think that meant a lot to, for people to hear. And to be clear, I think the read stuff was just kind of that was ancillary. added bonus. <laughs> like we're not even talking about the that, read I'm stuff. I'm not talking right? read stuff right now. That I didn't know that was going to come. <laughs> that was when that happened. I would, my jaw dropped when he claimed that read had improved his life four times. I'm like, okay, well, I already thought this thing was going to go kind of nuts with what he was already saying. And then that was like, okay, this is going to go into the, and then having the YouTube video to back it up. Yeah. I remember tweeting that when all the shit went down yeah. in the Bahamas. Um, my dad even reached out and he's like, dude, like Todd, like I listened to your podcast. So I'm like, well, thanks dad. Don't, don't you listen to it every week? And he was like, man, like a lot of my friends have been reaching out too. like, you know, 60, 65 year old guys. And they're like, man, like you, you guys captured the, and you specifically saw like you, you captured, cause I wasn't on the podcast. None of us were like, great job interviewing where like, it didn't feel like a, you, you let him to say stuff that was like, you weren't, you weren't leading him to a conclusion or you weren't forcing him to say certain stuff. It was like, Hey man, like four is yours. And then B, you know, basically what, what he and his friends said were like, you, you, you captured the way we feel after every time we watch golf on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, especially when CBS is doing the coverage. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, it was, I don't know what about it was the most shocking to you guys. I know the, uh, getting pulled off of interviews because he wasn't citing the 500 FedEx cup points was interesting to get on the record. We hear about things like that happening, but we, you know, I was surprised that I guess that he said that or that he admitted he did it again just to spite people, which is kind of like, well, yeah, that probably might've been why you got pulled off of interviews <laughs> and whatnot. But I, I, you know, I'd been in contact with Peter for four months, probably leading up to it, basically begging him ran with PGA show. I'm like, Hey, we really want to have you on. And he just was like, I need time. I just need time. And I kind of, I, I suspected that was going to lead to not wanting to do it or, you know, I've just decided not to do it. I have nothing to gain from this, but really it was a calculated move for him to be like, I want to control over what I'm going to say. I don't want anything to be too reactionary. And it played very well shortly after a week when I think we can all agree the CBS coverage was a disaster at Riviera. So uh, I ran a quick poll today on Twitter just to, Hey, uh, I'm going to let the, let the people give feedback. There's about 300 responses to it. Uh, the tour is welcome to read those. NBC is welcome to read them. CBS is welcome to read them. Shout just feedback, McManus. just feedback on, on what they think of the television coverage it, in which cover, which network they preferred to watch. It ran 88% to NBC, 12% to CBS. Um, how many votes? And how, last how I saw was 5,000, over 5,000 votes, which maybe if you so love CPS, you've a, unfollowed us. I was going to say, that's a, that's a, a pretty uh, targeted audience. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know how you can watch the, t- I got uh, watching this past week. It is not flawless on NBC. There are issues. There are some of the issues we have with CBS are prevalent on NBC as well, but it's not even in the same stratosphere of coverage. And I suspected that. And I felt that this week. You're talking to two Coke heads. Yeah. Me and Toronto, the Coke DJ brothers. Love, love Gary Coke. Yeah. We were saying Randy's kind of like the, the weird third Coke brother, that the like art collector one. <laughs> I'll take it. Sure. <laughs> what do you think of the telecast this week? You were locked in. Yeah. I, uh, honestly, I was locked in today. I didn't watch a ton yesterday. I took a big nap around the turn today. <laughs> mm. It was delightful. Sure. Um, it just feels there's there's more action. There, it just feels like there's more going on with NBC. It, it's it's easier to watch. You feel more involved in the actual tournament going on. It's it's better. You feel like they understand they have a burden to show you a lot of what's going on in the tournament, rather than like hey hey here's we're going to show you what we're going to show you and you're going to like it either way. There's context. Yeah, too. I think split screens and stuff that seemed like an active thing that they were trying to do a lot of. I'm kind of out on the split screens, but that's we don't have to. We don't have to. DJ, to your point earlier, there's, that. there's a lot more crowd, there's a lot more audio, just like all the mics seem to be turned up. There's a lot more camera angles that show the crowd, show the galleries. You know, there's just more texture there, right? It's just like the com. I don't know anybody on either production side like i have no personal favorites mm-hmm. i have no personal like vendettas but it just seems like nbc's like trying to teach you something and trying to like set up drama start and, trying yeah. to just like make you you know like reward you for watching and it just really feels like cbs is going through the motions and i know that's not fair to like a lot of very talented people at cbs and and a lot of like very great camera operators and graphics people and like all those people i know do work so hard and do a great job but like it just feels like, it just feels like the they're just going through the motions every week, and mm-hmm. that makes you fucking tune out. Yeah. And NBC makes you like it just makes you want to stick with them and like listen to what they have to say. And I think the talent's a lot better on NBC too. I think the way they interact with each other is a lot more interesting. And I think CBS tries to make it. This is a point we've made a thousand times, but like, I think everybody you know 
NBC tries to say like, here is you've tuned in to watch golf. Here's golf. And CBS says you've tuned in to watch golf. Like here's golf on CBS. And like, when you do that, you better have really interesting people <laughs> to carry it. And they just like, don't. And I, so it just makes you check out. Yeah. And I, I want to steer this back towards Casas a bit just because he was, but he kind of was well, the interesting was, person. That's, that's yeah, I agree. But yeah. I'm saying he was hesitant and with understanding to flame CBS too hard. I think he's, has with good reason, I think upset about, you know, not returning to CBS and some of that relationships with some of the higher up brass, but from a production standpoint, he didn't go very hard on CBS production, which I understand that he's worked with them for however many years and lobbed a lot of the criticism at the tour for different reasons. And it's things that we've cited, you know, forcing narratives that nobody really actually cares about and stuff like that. Did you, what did, I guess, what did you guys think of that criticism or that, kind of pent up energy he had I, towards like the tours holding back CBS and the networks. I think, well, first of all, going back to learning something, I learned a lot about Mexico this week. Sure. Thanks to Grupo Salinas, <laughs> all, all those Dan Hicks, little, all uh, those initiatives that they've got going on. <laughs> the, here is the statue downtown. It is, Shout out to Geronimo and all yeah, the boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about Huge Geronimo? Huge week for We Geronimo. don't have to do the Geronimo thing. Crisis actor, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> um, well, and so <laughs> even talking to tour people just way, way, way off the record, they seem to be convinced that Lance Barrow, like the CBS stuff starts and ends with Lance Barrow to a certain extent where it's like, yo, he's the problem. I, I know we're talking about golf, but I think, I think NBC Sports just presents sports much better than anything I ever see on CBS sports. So I think that's some of it too. Like I think NBC just institutionally does a better job. It's like Sunday night football, Sunday right? night football, uh, the English premier league, the tour de France, like they have hockey event after event. That's yeah. yeah events that frankly, I don't care about, but yeah. I'm drawn to watch them because it's such a good presentation. Formula one, doc Emmerich stuff like on. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think, you know, why wouldn't golf be the same way? Right. Like yeah. there's, there's, there's a certain pride there. CBS yeah. has Romo with the, uh, or they, they do. They have had Romo in the past but for they, football. That but makes that's a, difference. a perfect example of CBS. They how long did they hang on to Phil Sims? Yeah, in the booth with Nance. How many wasted years were there with Phil Sims before they yeah. brought Romo in? So well, I, back I, to your point because I don't yeah, think we really answered it about the tour. And I, I think that that's my biggest takeaway from you know you asked earlier like what's your biggest takeaway from the Costas podcast? And for me, it was it was that which is every podcast I think like to a T that we've ever done there's going to be somebody in the mentions or DMS or emails or whatever. That's like, you know, you guys were so far off on this or I hated this. I disagree with this. The fact that this got so many more downloads than everything else. And I didn't like see or hear one of those people is like, let's say hypothetically when like, we haven't really talked to anybody at the tour, but let's say they heard everything he said and we're like, that guy's full of shit. Uh, like at some level, like it doesn't really matter because everybody like what he said resonated with like almost everybody, you know? And it's like, man, if that's the case, then it, it kind of doesn't even matter if it's like whose fault it is or what's going on. It's just that like, yo, there's a problem here that, that needs to be fixed. And like, hopefully that's the takeaway. And it's not like, well, you know, I'm going to nitpick, like he was wrong about this one specific thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, that is not the takeaway. The takeaway is like, there's a holistic, like systemic broken, broken problem here. And this is where I, let's, I want to separate this out, right? Because there is 
criticism to be lobbed at the PGA Tour and criticism to be lobbed at, I'm just going to group the networks together. Grupo. Right, the grupos. Um, so I will say, and I've said this in the past, and the more we've learned about this, that more of the blame goes towards the tour on the structure of things than we've led on. In the and by past. that is like must-see moments by Amir Betrick and FedEx file and They're AI risk reward and 18 Pacific minutes Pacific life. Well, that's, I think it's a commercial NBC, 18 minutes of commercials per hour, FedEx cup summaries, all of the stuff that is just like, God, you're just, you've put these networks behind the eight ball. Now I will say from that, NBC does an unbelievably better job of handling it. Like I think NBC does as good of a realistic job I, it's not perfect. Nothing's ever perfect, but I don't need anything more than what they give. Now I will say with the shitty deck that shitty hand that CBS has been dealt, they also suck with it. Is that fair? A fair saying, summation? We, were, we were talking about it earlier today. It's a drive that like it starts right and it's going right. <laughs> Go way right. Go <laughs> way right. If it was NBC doing it every week, we wouldn't be having this conversation. No. Agreed. Right? It takes two to tango. I think it would be very simple in that like, whoa, there's still like a lot of commercials, man. Yeah. Like I could, I could do with a lot less commercials, but I feel like they get in and out of the fluff a lot better. They show way more action when they can. And I just, I like the way they set up drama better and they just seem to give a shit about the fan, but the connectivity between golf channel and NBC is very real. Like no coverage gap. There's not a switch over a package. There's not a change in pace or flow when it goes from golf channel to NBC because it's the same network. I I think it's worth mentioning or at least acknowledging a couple things on the tour side too, which is one, like should all of those things have been included in that deal in like these TV deals and all that stuff? Like, no because it's a fucking disaster and it makes me hate golf. But like, I wonder how much of that is leftover or residual from really long TV deals. Like, you know, talking to just a couple people over there, you kind of get the sense that like, Hey, you know, some of this was written in or some of this was inherited or some of this were changing slowly. And, you know, you can only kind of do so much inside of a deal that's been in place for 10 years. And I think that's a, like a big lesson to take, you know, for the next TV deal. Not that, you know, we're big, you know, contract writers here, but like that's, that's one thing to learn is like, man, getting set in stone for 10 years on like this stupid unproven shit is not a good way to go. And from what I've heard specifically, the year eight of the new TV deal is going to look different than year one. They have built in possibilities for like, I'm honest. I don't know what year I'm, I have no idea. It might be year three. It might be year seven, might be year 10 of the next deal, but there's going to be algorithms that are reading. And if you can say, like, I've got every algorithm, I've got every shot of every player going. So, and I want to watch DJ, Rom, JT, Tiger, and Rory. And you can pick those players and it's going to create a feed for you when they're about to start their shot. It's going to send it over to Tiger and then over to Rom and all this stuff that on all these platforms that's like all over the top on top of what is, you know, made on television and stuff. So like the possibilities, I don't know when they're going to get there. I don't know if it's going to be every event. I don't know what events we're going to get a taste of that for the players this year, where every shot is going to be captured and online somewhere. And it hopefully will be a future and a look at how, and there's a reason why we're spending so much time on this now and have in the past is like, this is the time when it's going to be changed. And if you guys like watching golf on TV currently, I don't know how you do, but if you care about it, (laughs) Like this is the time to voice your feedback to these networks. They're about to announce it in 
two or three weeks at the players. Yeah. Right? And, and, and people I think, allegedly, well, people have said like, Oh, it's just interns monitoring the social media. Go back and listen to the Peter Costas podcast. Okay. We've known this for a while. They're literally reading social media while they're yeah. on the air. Right. Like this is a real thing. So I know it's a coverage yeah. take and you guys have gotten sick of a lot of people have gotten sick of them, but like there, there is a reason behind it. Well, I the think the biggest like, thing yeah. that, that gets me is that it's just not adding up for me. And I know, you know, it may be cleaner and all this, but all right, if ratings are going down, like the, for instance, uh, Genesis, I think the ratings were down a full point year over year. And I know Tiger was in the mix last year on Sunday, but if ratings are going down at that steady of a clip and the TV deal is going from the, just, just the linear you know, main TV deal, not, not the digital rights is going from 400 to 700 million. As reported a couple months ago. Yeah. How does that add up? How does, if CBS is, has basically been crying poor saying, Hey, this thing's worth way too, or worth, worth way less than what we're paying for. We have to sell all these ads against it because the ratings suck and all that. Then how, how do you justify paying 60% more for it or 70% more for it? Yeah. I don't see how, uh, I don't know. It would take some serious creativity in order to squeeze that much more blood out of the stone while not making literally the entire thing commercials. Yeah. Which it's pretty close to right now. Well, which, so that would be kind of sick. I've heard just a big infomercial. <laughs> I've heard some is. things as to how that's going to work. And basically with more networks being involved yet. So let's say potentially CBS is an NBC or the, you know, whatever as it has been reported, that's who's going to be the, television providers in the next deal that if CBS is running production for the, uh, tournament, there's also like ESPN plus or whoever's rumored to be involved in all the digital streaming is going to have access and potentially, I don't know, I don't can confirm this, but paying a fee to CBS for access to their production that they're running. And that is where the streams over the top are going to be coming from. So part of the burden that comes with being, a rights holder in the next deal is you are handling the production for this tournament. You got to get 32 cameras out there. You got to get this whole, you got to get it all like that is contingent on this deal. And you're getting, I don't know if you're getting some of that money back or if that's just like a prerequisite in this new deal. Like, no, 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 this is what you're bringing CBS. If you want to do golf, this is what you're contractually you have to do. But to me, that's where the, some of the numbers don't add up either where, you know, whether it's ESPN plus who's been rumored to, be taking yep. on a lot of the Thursday, so the four hundred to seven hundred is the total revenue for the PGA Tour. Okay, was, including digital, because I I heard digital was a whole separate. I don't know. My understanding was I digital a was a whole thing. separate okay. deal. Yeah. So, um, the biggest thing is all right. Like, you know, let's say ESPN Plus is paying however much. The views that we're seeing on like when when the tour puts PGA Tour Live up on Twitter, for instance, for views, like this week on. Friday, they got like 8,000 views, <laughs> even including replays like eight hours later. Well, so here's a good one for you. I, I was thinking about <laughs> like this. Those numbers don't add up. I, I sent this know? through earlier. There's other places you can access PGA Tour Live, but yes. So that's not, that's not like NBC Sports Gold but, counted in the Twitter number. No, oh, oh, yeah. oh, I know, but I'm saying, hey, yeah. we're giving this to you for we free. Have, we have 2.1 yeah. million followers on the PGA Tour Twitter yeah. account. For reference, when we put up a live from the kill house to our followers, we get at least like counting replays. Well, we're, we're the needle. Probably what? <laughs> Tron's the needle. 15,000. Probably 15 to 20,000, yeah. including replays. Like that. So that's literally, it's almost yeah. impossible. <laughs> 
I, are you saying there might be some fake numbers on social media from from uh, some well, legacy? One of the things that blew me blew me away was something I, I sent. I think you earlier saw a, the Sony numbers. I was just digging digging around through some of the uh, some of the ratings numbers and stuff, and the so Sony obviously a late you know late broadcast, but like prime time on a Sunday, it was up against an NFL football game. So of course that is like the you know, playoff game. Too. A, a playoff they, game. They started the NFL games three hours earlier this year versus last year. Correct. That's the big thing. Yeah. Correct. So it was, you know, that's a massive draw. But to me, that's almost like, okay, so now the people who are watching golf are the hardcore golf fans, right? There were like 220,000 people that watched that final round on Golf Channel, I think was the reported number. Like a normal CBS Sunday is like 2.7 million, something like that less than a 10th of what you get on like a Sunday afternoon. And to me, that says a lot of things, obviously a people love football, but B like, man, the network effect is so fucking real. Yeah. When you have an eight, like an old demographic who's watching your product, like I, I don't think nobody, spoon feeding it. To nobody me. would argue that like, it's a very old demo trying to get increasingly younger. But yeah, it, I, all of where I'm going with this is like, yeah, put it on like a bunch of platforms if you want. But man, I'm very like dubious that people are going to be like, oh, great. Yeah, I can't wait to like fire up my app and download. Like, yeah, we have, I think our audience would be down with that. But like our audience in the grand scheme of things is not that big. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not big enough to justify numbers like we're throwing out here. There's a bunch still to be worked out. I'm I'm happy that this interview happened and that, People are taking this a little bit more seriously now. I feel like people needed to hear it, not from us, because we've been talking about it for so long, but the firsthand stories of, yeah, they, I think a lot of people would debate, at least on the tour side, the whole, uh, yeah, the tour doesn't give a shit about a rat's ass, I believe that was the phrase, about the telecast. I'm sure they would debate that. But, but that's the way people feel. That's how we feel. That's how a lot of people feel, and it's time that gets addressed. How so. about Peter Costas working for them for nearly 30 years? Unbelievable. And he gets a one-minute phone call. Send me a John Deere letter. I mean, yeah, tough scene. Shit, man. And then, and then them saying to him, "Hey, man, we need to get fresh. We need to get younger. Cool. We're gonna bring in Davis Love the Thirds." That's where I didn't want to put him in too tough of a spot. Of like, I mean, Davis Love's not very good, right? And, but, but he didn't, he didn't bite. But yeah, but I agree. That's not on Davis. That, I, right? I phrase that yeah. as like, yeah, it's not on Davis. It's just like it'd be one thing if they had a plan there. You know, if they had like a an incumbent or somebody ready to like knock him out, you the know, fact that Davis, Davis had never really even done TV. Like there, there's no practice yeah. there. There's <laughs> no a bit evident. Ugh. Anything more to add on this front before we move on? Big guy got anything else? No, my eyes are starting to glaze with all the <laughs> TV deal stuff. I would say too, just from, from the perspective of it, it's not just the way that it's covered on TV. It's the way that like the tours, Twitter account and the tours, social media, like, I would argue the tour social media has gotten has improved. It may be coming. The machine may be coming self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shout out to Andrew Yang. But it's always interesting during the WGCs when Euro tour has access to all yeah. of that footage and they're covering the same stuff. I go to the Euro tour yeah. feed and, Listen, and, sure. and, they, and, and everything is golf centric and, and everything on the PGA tour feed is, is like, they're trying to trick this larger audience yeah. into watching golf. And then, if by chance they do tune in on a Saturday or Sunday and see the telecast, like why the fuck would you ever watch golf again? Well, yeah. that's why I don't think, I don't know that we ever, <laughs> me once. That's so true. I don't know that we ever like preface all the coverage stuff with this. And uh, this is kind of leading into the, the next point, but 
like the coverage is the pipeline, right? Like that's the lifeblood yeah. of the entire that's your problem. I, I, the I, whole I thing. Definitely I'm not saying the whole sport, but the whole professional sport. Yes. Like the lifeblood of everything. That's why it, is this so important? It exactly. is the product. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's I think the last thing we had on our agenda here was uh PGL, Premier yeah. Premier Golf League stuff. And I think the telecast stuff kind of kind of leads right into that because I think a lot of it is kind of, you know, all these ideas are, you know, kicking the tire kicking the tires for how to uh spice up, you know, professional golf. And I think mm. at least some have found that the answer is the premier golf league. Andy Gardner was the, apparently the man behind, uh, the premier golf league made an appearance on the Rick Shields podcast, answered a lot of questions about, uh, everything that was going on and what the league is and what a lot of the considerations are. Uh, I, I thought the podcast was a very interesting listen. I would suggest people go seek it out and find it and listen to it. Um, it, my overall reaction was less enthused about it, I think, because he does present it. He's, he's pretty modest about a lot of it in that you got to understand this is an idea. This is, this is not a league yet. This is an idea for a league. And it is all so, so contingent on the players and the commitments and what they want and what, I guess, kind of what viewers want. And that it's not that I walked away thinking it's not that close to happening. I don't know about you guys. Tron, I know you listened. I don't think, uh, what is homeboy from Randy, hardcore history? I was say? just about to, what's the most dangerous That's thing in the world? That's what I was going to interject. And I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt you, Solly. An what idea. is it? <laughs> idea is the most powerful weapon in the world. So, I'd say they're doing pretty well if that's all they have. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Before we get to the meat of it, I'd never listened to Rick Shields podcast before. It was a little bit like Russell Brand's character in, uh, uh, what do you call it? Forgetting Sarah Forgetting Marshall. Sarah Marshall, which I thought he did a great job. I thought he asked good questions. It, it took him into minute 75 to get to the Saudi Arabia thing, which I, was I thought waiting was for that one. Yeah. probably a, a criticism, but, uh, but yeah, it was, DJ, please do your impression of. Well, like, you can't just do it. I come dance for us. Yeah, DJ. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll work it. In. We'll work it in later. We'll work it in later. <laughs> yeah, he's a big influence. <laughs> he's a major, major, major influence on me now. I feel terrible. <laughs> uh, I think I'm. I'm not totally taking my cues from Rory, but from a consuming information standpoint, I think I'm, I'm leaning towards out on the PGL until Which we shout have out him. to Rory. I said the tour yeah. needed desperately needed a big time player to speak out against the league. And, and they it, finally got agree it. Agree with him or disagree with him. The fact like nobody else has put themselves out. Right. Exactly. Right? Completely. Uh, I, and before we get to the podcast, I think we do need to address the PGL's first and first tweet. Oh yeah. That was just a tough, <laughs> tough scene. <laughs> Basically, who owns golf? Nobody owns golf. You own golf. You're the fan. Yeah, which is a kind of what we've been saying, but also steering way too directly into what we've been saying. Yeah, it was a yeah. Talk about the, the machine becoming self-aware. Yeah, that, was, that felt was like a bot had almost written that part. Um, I still struggle. I, I I felt better about the team stuff having listened to it about you know possible trades, and I still just the, the questions that didn't get answered were the most frustrating to me of. And maybe I missed it. I was driving. I wasn't paying total attention. I'm of course paying such great attention to the road, but like what happens to the tour, like player status. Relegation too. Like they kept talking about that. Like that was, that was the big thing I had too. It was relegation. It's like, all right, cool. Like you're, you're getting, you know, four or five guys there in their mid to late forties. Cool. Like how, how do they transition out or how does that work with the teams or. Yeah, it's it, that question. Maybe that is a better question for the tour and not for the PGL, but 
Jay has been very adamant in saying that you either play our tour or you play another tour. So again, it's that's the biggest hurdle, I think, of all of this. And that's where that's where I'm getting to exactly where it's like, okay, man, if you don't have if there's no answers, and I'm not saying anybody I'm not blaming anybody for not having these answers or whatever, but like we probably don't need to keep pumping this thing full of air. If it's like, there's, there's no new developments. No players are, well, I did think no I players are set. Like it, it's all, it's, uh, it's, it's all like, like it. pro, it's We're like having some fun. It's like the PGA tour it might has been up. fun. It, it might break up. Like it probably won't. I would bet. But that's but like, what I'm saying is, is like once, insane. at once the very fit. least it's going to, it's going to force some, some changes. You would think maybe, no, but not also like not if probably not, but probably not like not if nobody goes down with it. Like what, what I'm kind of getting at is like, until something happens, like, I just, I don't know really what else there is to say. It's like, and if Phil came out this week and was like, you know what? I'm joining. I'd be like, oh shit. Now we got something to talk about. But until it's just like people giving this dude a mouth, like a, a you know, allowing him to be a mouthpiece for this like thing that doesn't exist. I'm like, eh, I, okay. I don't really know what it, there's, there's nothing else to like really say about it. I, I, dis- I disagree there. I mean, we're getting, we're <laughs> no, off the West coast. It's going to be yeah. so boring. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but we've, we've already had this discussion. Like, yeah, team events. I, like, I, well, yeah, cool. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Like I'm down with exploring the concept in an academic standpoint, but there's nothing else like real to talk about other than Rory. I think Rory's was the only like thing that happened. And now that we know like, who's his interview, it. every time he got asked something like new, like I read Jeff Shackford did a whole long, like, interview with him and I read that all and like I didn't listen to the podcast so I, I probably missed out on some stuff there but it almost seemed like every time there was like it a, could have been a major major me, major influence on <laughs> tell you. me like you know there's been some questions about this like please lay this out so it's like ah you know I just I can't talk about that all right so Deej so uh one of the things he said all of these tournaments will be in situ which I thought was a great great term L- listen that's a great word but uh, like I don't but what does kind that of mean? In, in the context of the season so that, you it's know, the this stuff uh, in July will be around, you know, we'll be in the British Isles because that's close to the British Open presented by Her Majesty the Queen. So, like, uh, that's the shit. If they start laying that stuff out, like, okay, in June, we're going to be at yeah. Akron. So, I'm going to, so hold on. Hold, but right, they so, probably can't do that because so that's what I'm saying because there's nothing there. It's going to take a lot of cues. The biggest analogy he made was the ATP 1000 series, which we've talked about a little bit. Um, and just, just to tell you guys what, what that entails, it's basically eight events a year, which that's always been my big thing is the 16 or 18 events. Like that seems really unwieldy. Do 10 or 12. Yeah. If you're the PGL and then, then you get cat's attention or then, and I've, and I've heard about some exemptions if you're, you know, like the legends thing for Phil and tiger, if they don't want to play 18 events, but so the ATP 1000, they've got eight events a year, Indian Wells, which is California, Miami, Monte Carlo, Madrid, Rome. Uh, every year they switch between Montreal and Toronto. They go to another world city, city in Cincinnati. Thank you. The real queen city, I'd like to say. Uh, Shanghai and then Paris. And so I think in this case, um, you know, some of those European events would, would likely scatter. There'd be one in the Middle East, there'd be one in Australia, and then there would be more in the States. He said they would like to get six permanent tournament sites so that there's a little bit of cachet and, and you know, year over year consistency. The biggest thing that caught my attention was the open transfer market. That's sweet. The Yes, I, I love that. I love like, I don't know. I guess it's just, would, so would I, transfer, I need something. I need some rubber to hit the road here at would, some point because like it's just, and, I, and when it, that happens, I'm so down to talk more about it. Well, I think part of it is, this was the first time this guy's actually 
spoken publicly. That's what like, I'm saying. Like we unveiled like who's behind very, this. Very, very early in the process. Yeah. yeah. This I would say this qualifies as something. Okay. This yeah. is well, cool. some sort of rubber. Cool. Um I did I didn't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but like like think about like all right, all right, Kat's saying it's basically the Fred X Cup draft. Like Kat's saying, you know what, man, I'm gonna pay Phil thirty million dollars for the rights to Victor Hovland. Yeah, or, but or I'm, I'm, pay Neil 20 bucks for him, <laughs> yeah. and you might get it. So this transfer market was within the PGL? Yeah. Or is it like the soccer transfer market and, where they can go between leagues, like worldwide? I think it's within the PGL. Okay. But I would assume it's all like, so So that was that was another thing that he didn't really lay out how the drafting process would look or any like mm -hmm. that. And I think the, Interesting. the team concept is one of the things that I was least excited about at the at the outset. And now I'm probably the most excited about that because it seems like there's so many variables and there's so many. I just maintain it should be all team. Whoever can figure out team golf, I think yes, has a leg up going forward. I agree with that. And that's why I think this whole conversation is interesting. But again, let me quick pause. The only thing that has happened is that you have the most visible player on the PJ tour other than Tiger Woods. I would say, I mean, Phil, I guess, but you, you have like the star of the PJ tour Saying like, yeah, this is I'm I'm not in on this. This is kind of dumb. Like, <laughs> that's going to carry a lot of weight, I think. And so, if you have like, I, I don't know, I, I think him saying, I think him saying that like went a long way. I, I'm I'm not. I sure. totally agree. I think I, it took a lot of air out of my a lot of air out of my balloon. And from what we've heard, Tiger, it, uh, I've got a quote from a player this week that said, "There's a zero percent chance Tiger does this." And that's like what, zero. I, I'm like. Damn. I don't know. Like looking around, like could I see a splinter cell of like Brooks and Phil and Bryson and Pat Reed like going and doing this? Like all rumored names to be involved. That yeah. would be sick yeah. if that happens. But then you have like, do I think Rory? Like if Rory says this, do I think like JT is going to go do it? No. Do I think Spieth is going to go do it? No. Like I, I don't know, man. Spieth be invited. Well, <laughs> that's, Sorry, that's that's fair. That's Maybe fair. those awesome. guys don't want. Everybody's go. thinking it. Yeah. I will say, talk, like listening to this guy talk, because he was basically like, all this started as just like an idea on a napkin, right? And he said, you know, taking the 30 to 50 to 70 year view, which, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily too long. <laughs> um, but some of this stuff, like the tour takes an 18 to 36 month view of, you look at like, all right, cool. Howard tour execs bonused. They're bonused based on, starts of it like total starts total purse an element of their bonus yeah yeah and so that's why the wraparound season exists that's why reach around reach around thank you should that exist you know like based on how oh, the schedule is shaking yeah. out and 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 a lot of the changes that have been made like it's i think i think the tour his great point was if you started golf right now yeah. when we said this too like you it wouldn't look like it does currently like if you were to start a league now it wouldn't look like this totally and you look at all right so going back to this week Friday afternoon, you look at WGC Mexico is one of the tour's premier events, right? I mean, it's a yes. elevated WGC event, worldwide field, limited field. It's got this level of prestige attached to it. Whether that translates to viewers or not is a different question. In the midst of that, instead of the 36-hole lead, a lot of the headlines were about how weak the field is going to be at Honda this week. Mm. And then I'm sure, the, I'm sure it's going to be the same thing at Arnold Palmer Invitational the following week. Like there's, you know, and then basically all the new schedule is done is, is diminish the importance of anything else except for the majors. And I will say it's, it's probably elevated the players, yeah. which, you know, 
which think, was a I goal. Think, yeah, yeah, I think that's I a think, good thing. But, but it's, there's too many good consecutive events. I would consider like most of these events in a row pretty damn good events. They're yeah. great events. But yeah. now it's, I can't, like Phil was going to skip this no matter what because he's just played like the last five. Like you can't play them all and you got to skip some tough ass events. And then you get to the summer and you know, it's like, so the tour's got four, what, 42 or 44 events on the schedule. 47. And there's, and, and I mean, honestly, how many of those matter? Yeah. I mean, well, that's the problem is like, you know, in terms of the FedEx cup, like all of them matter like equally. And so you have this, this thing, I think I sent to you earlier where it's like, you're like the, 70s like sitcom character trying to like juggle two dates at the same restaurant where you're like trying to keep one happy for a second and that was like the hondas and you know sony's and tournaments like that you know five ten years ago where it's like all right we're going to implement this wraparound season the fedex cup we're going to elevate all these events we're going to do all these things to like make sure all these okay you guys are all taken care of you all feel good okay cool genesis bay hill like okay you guys are not happy cool you're elevated status now that like WGCs, all right, you're elevated even more. Like, and it's just whack-a-mole. It is. And it's like, man, how can you like what the fuck are you gonna turn around? Okay, Zurich, you guys aren't happy. Uh, you're a team event. Okay, uh, over here, you guys aren't happy. Uh, okay, we'll do the, you know, players have to play a tournament once every five years thing. Uh, all right, what else? Who else? Who else is pissed off? Like, and I get that that's just like how things work, but like, man, I don't know how many more times, like you said, I don't know how many, how many more times you can kind of whack them all. But yeah. so I think from an economics perspective, his big point was. Hey, at, at the end of the day, the biggest metric that matters is how many people are watching golf. Yeah. Right. I, and so to me, a lot of, you know, and I'm not saying this out of support or I'm just saying it because I'm intrigued by it is he, it seems like this guy's coming at it from the perspective of, Hey, if we can get more people to watch golf, like that's going to be like, it comes down to the economics. It comes down to straight money, like more money in the door. And it seems like money the, over bitches. The tour <laughs> has, has, well said. has gone the other way and said, you know what? Like we're going to, care so much about our sponsors and all this that we're going to, we're going to cut off the fans. We're going to bleed out basically. Let me ask you this in the, let me channel my, my associate, my colleague sway in a yes or no tough questions only. We just absolutely flamethrowered anybody who uh, was playing the Saudi event a couple, you know, weeks, what, months ago, whenever that was, this entire thing seems to be propped up by the Saudis and SoftBank. Uh, does that, matter is this apples and oranges um no or? i think it does i think that's why that was the one thing i was like listening to through this whole thing if you went out and said hey i found other money from somewhere else from somewhere else i think it would yeah. be a lot more palatable i totally couldn't agree more yeah yeah it doesn't yeah it just it still feels kind of gross i just don't i don't necessarily tune in to watch golf tournaments just to watch the best players in the world i think I there's there's yeah. still about like wgcs are not the most entertaining mexico usually tends to be but i just think there's more to to golf and maybe it's because i'm i obviously air on the hardcore fan but uh you know i would have loved to have seen eric van Rooyen win today because i think that would have been interesting if like you most me, fans wouldn't say that but if you gave me a choice between watching the puerto rico open and watching the wg or the hsbc wgc oh, champions yeah. i would choose puerto rico for sure 10 times out of 10 for sure so I agree with you that there's not like, we can't just have the same conversation every weekend, but I do think there were some developments and it is like, if the tour, like this should be, this should be the biggest story in golf. There is a chance that the PGA tour basically evaporates, which is, <laughs> Oh, I think that's, I don't think it's going away. <laughs> like I think it but turned, it's not going to be like, what, it would who's, be, who's playing the WG. If, if the top 50 yeah. leave, who's playing the WGC Mexico? Are you watching it? Is that where we're leading with this you? Week? Maybe. 
Maybe. <laughs> it's the new Puerto Rico. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe you'd get some more stars. All those, all those, uh, all the woke golf boys will be watching. <laughs> all those Japan golf tour guys that are on the bottom of the leaderboard are still playing. That's, That's true. For sure. They might be. But I, the more I think about it, the more I could see this being, you know, like you said, Tron, like a, a template for someone else to come in and say like, okay, cool. This is a really good idea. Now we've got like some much less, uh, stigmatized money yeah. to put behind it. All right. We're an hour and a half in, um, Pretty close to wrapping. Randy's ready for bed. You're going to love the next segment. You can leave. There's if, another segment. You can leave if you like. I got to at least, uh, if you don't want to hear about the Gasparilla, oh, you are free, you know, to, actually, free to sign I, off. No, I'm sorry. I didn't know that okay. was the next one. I, actually I have did. that on here. I played it. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take off. I'll You're fine. It. You're welcome <laughs> to. Uh, use that joke last time. Come on. Come did on. I? Yeah. Uh, I, play, I, tell you? I played in my first real golf tournament this weekend, the Gasparilla. Playing uh, real golf, Reggie. <laughs> wow. You're, you're going to throw the FSGA in? I don't mean like, that. Wow. I meant like yeah, some real talent, like some wow. depth of talent, I should say. This uh, was an invitational. Uh, I got invited to play the Gasparilla at Palmasia Country Club in Tampa. And it was incredibly, incredibly fun and lightning. It was, I got to... I never knew what the cocktail tour looked like. I never knew if it was an official tour. I didn't know what it was. I feel like I kind of got a very good glimpse into it. Played some pretty good golf. I missed the cut by one. It hurt. Uh, it stung pretty bad. I fought my hardest. I'm pretty proud of the way I played. Um, but yeah, it was it was a fantastic, wonderful, wonderful experience. And I would love to do it again. And I would like to ask you. You, you said you said on the on the text thread that. A guy said to you the night before over cocktails or over beers. He was a wonderful man, wonderful gentleman. He said, putts he said, don't break as much as they look out here. And after playing a couple of practice rounds, you, you listened to him. Well, and so you took that uh, advice as gospel and you applied that to all your putts the next Well, time. so the golf course is 6,300 yards. It is in some spots, 12 yard wide fairways. It is a tight little place. It's a cool Donald Ross course. And the go- it's similar to similar to Augusta in the terms of the, the golf course is only like the Gasparilla during the Gasparilla. So the practice round beforehand, you hit, they're like, do not fall in love with the greens. Do not fall in love with them. Like, don't practice on the putting green tonight because you are going to see a different golf course tomorrow. And so I practiced on them and I honestly missed every putt in the practice round. I'm like, this is great. Like, I'm going to be great for tomorrow. And they cut and roll the greens overnight. And then they cut and roll them in between shotgun starts. It is. Shout out to Len Matisse. It is. Exactly. Yeah. It is a baked out, like fast green setup that I have not practiced on. I don't know where I could practice that. I've not, can't simulate tournament nerves standing over a putt with, on glassy greens. I just, that was my downfall. I had uh, a four putt on Friday that just. Like hurt, I had a five footer from above a hole that I ran twelve feet by. Like I just couldn't. It was like I'm I'm making this or it's going way past, and I missed it. And so yeah, that first day I missed. And I'm thinking and I'm standing over like a six foot birdie putt, and I'm like I'm no, I don't want to leave the hole with this, thinking that like if putts are not breaking that much, and I missed like all three of them on the low side, <laughs> which it's not his fault, of course. Like I probably I probably pulled the putts more than anything, but I missed so many short putts. I, I shot 71, 79, and I, I have more regrets about the 71 because that the conditions were perfect that day, and the 79 on Friday was just like holding on for dear life. I mean, Matt Parziali, who is an unbelievable player, he made the cut at the U.S. Open. He shot 78 on Friday, which... Great player in his own right. Great player in his own right, and I've so I felt like not to throw him under the bus for what he shot, but uh, some dude also shot 65 that day. So obviously it was possible, but that same guy, he turned, I think uh, on Saturday with a nine shot lead 
and shot 47 over on the back and he won by three. Like it, the course had so much bite. It was only a matter of time before like shit just like stopped going your way. Conditions and are tough. I will. Uh, Busby was, I didn't realize it. He's a part of the H and B stable. Is Grace he really? Born, yeah. He is the top ranked uh, player in the field and he won. Congratulations yeah. to, was it Derek? Where is he Sorkin? from? Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. Um, there was two players that finished under par on a 6,300 yard par 70 course with reachable par fives and some drivable fours. It's, it's an unbelievable tournament and golf course. I thought it sounds like a course I would hate playing. It sounds like a style that I would hate playing. It is so engaging, so fun and a awesome test. It was very much like when, when it's that glassy on the greens, it is a test of like your golf skill. It's like, Hey, can you like die a five footer in? And I cannot, I learned that. Um, I, yeah, I, it's just disappointing to miss the cut because I felt like I, I battled so hard on that, on the Friday round, I lipped a birdie on my 16th hole. I birdied my 17th and almost birdied my 18th to make, I knew I needed to get to plus nine and I almost did it. And, uh, especially for somebody who's not a mutter, I'm not, not a much of a mutter. I played like, so what sucks is I, I four grindy ass pars to start that day. I mean, it's 50 degrees, 55 degrees, wind blowing 15, 20 crosswinds. I parred my first four holes and I hit the green uh, with two great shots into the 11th, my fifth hole. And I walked off two over because I four putted it. And it was just like, it was just a punch in the stomach. <laughs> Drove it, you know, 14s, 420 dead into the wind. And I drive, just thread the fairway in a divot. Boom, bogey. Like it's rubber the green rubber. It was uh, next one's a five iron off the tee. I missed the fairway. I shouldn't have. It rolls in the rough in a divot. It's rubber the green hit it in the bunker roll goes on the back slope. And I had to, of course, rub the green, rubber green, chip it into the <laughs> lower part of the bunker. My putt, then w- the wind blew my putt up a hill, which I played with the, uh, Sean Knapp, one of Randy's boys, a senior, a former senior am champ. Of course he was, had the same line and he was like, uh, I don't see that break. And he was like triggered by that putt. So yeah, it just like, it happened really quick. The, the strokes getting away from me. I will say after playing a six hole stretch, seven over, I then top shanked it with a five iron off the 17th tee. It was, and it ran down the cart path to 70 yards away. And I made three. It was the greatest (laughs) three I've ever made. Throw the green. That's the the other. Exactly. So, uh, gosh, it was fun. I'm, well, you kind of pissed (laughs) us off because you weren't inputting your scores in golf. I didn't want to touch my phone. I was so focused. I've never like grinded that hard. I've never, uh, he did really hard. I really did. Conditions were really tough. (laughs) Um, but the first day they were not, and I, we got the better end of the draw too. So like, there's no, there's no complaining about the conditions as far as how it compares to the rest of the field. Everyone had to deal with it. Couldn't make any putts that first day. Um, I, 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 I think I teed off. I was in like 13th place on Friday when I teed off. Yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll see my lines on Friday. Competed, for sure. Competed really yeah, of course it was, it was tough. Conditions <laughs> were really tough. I had a great time. Uh, spent some time with Ryan Whitney down there. He's a great player in his own right and a bunch of the Northeast guys. And yeah, we just had, had an awesome time. So I learned a lot. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of really talented amateur players that were like not coming into the event in shape. And they're like, well, I played with one dude who was six over through five uh, and shout out to Park Ulrich. And he bogeyed the last hole to shoot one over because he made seven birdies coming in. It's just, it's just astonishing. It really, uh, it really is. So I have a lot more respect for tournament golf after that. But you know what? You, you learn on the edge of uncomfortable. Oh, it's I was like, right. it sounds like you were down in, in Tampa. In Tampa. For Trent Delfer. played for a long time. I will tell you that, that Big beautiful. Randy, I was uncomfortable at times, I, over, standing over putts. And that, that was my biggest disappointment was like, whoa, I've practiced pretty hard for this, and I 
don't feel prepared for these putts. And I don't know what I could have done differently, but I kept telling myself, like, don't be nervous. I hit it great. Honestly, I hit it great for both of the days and just couldn't put it in the hole. So I showed Freddie, uh, my son, for the listeners, the tournament page and he said yeah <laughs> the, the pirates they got pirates. a pirate He's team a big pirate guy, so. uh they no, it's great they treat you, you get like a member number for the week and you can like put whatever you want on your member number and you get to yeah drink and eat and it's the the members the number of people that showed up for this they had bleachers they had electronic scoreboards and there's like a thousand people out there on saturday which i really wanted to play saturday just because like that atmosphere looks it sounds so like much a make fun. a wish thing it if i felt like a wake <laughs> make a wish kid being able to play in that but uh, didn't embarrass myself, which is step one. I really wish I could have made the cut, but it is what it is. Onward. I learned. That's why there's the next one. That's why there's the next one. All, All right. right. We got Honda this week. Yep. We well, got the Oman Open on the on the European tour, which always looks like sure. a... Um, we've got uh, the Mexico event on yeah. Corn, Corn Ferry. Ferry. Um, yeah. LPGA is off. They're off. Thank they you. They're off, off for a bit. Yeah, I can, I can confirm that they're off. Was so. this supposed to be the Asia swing? Correct. Yeah. Which we haven't talked about, but that should be maybe a good future topic. What's that? Like, what if the coronavirus starts bucking its head? We talked about it a little bit last week. Um, yeah, it's not listen, only Olympics. But I would say it's, it's going it to is bucking a lot of. I think it's significantly bucking. Yeah. So anyway, now it's getting vertical in Italy and Iran and South Korea. Yeah. Turn it. Tune into a deep dive here on the trap draw this this coming week. So coronavirus hey. episode. <laughs> Can I make one point that we that we put into this? There's Saudi, five people left at an hour the, forty the, anyway. So the go Saudi ahead. Th stuff. Like, <laughs> okay. So one of the things that people brought up uh, on Twitter was, "Hey, Saudi money is involved in a lot of elements of life, right? A lot of startups, a lot of like it's permeated through Silicon Valley. How do you differentiate between, you know, this being funded by Saudi money, and every time you fill up your gas tank, or every time you, you know, you you download an app?" That app is probably, you know, SoftBank is, has its tentacles into a lot of different stuff. How do you differentiate between those? And I'm not, I don't have the answer. Yeah. I'm just saying, why do we feel so, you know, I feel like the answer is probably because sports is, sports kind of represents a little bit of who we are. So I'm asking you guys, what's, you know. I think it's a very interesting point. I think for me, and I think what, you know, the Saudi Arabia golf event, it's just so clear cut and like you can draw such a straight, clear line between, you know, the thing and, you know, the money behind it. Um, but it's it's an excellent point. I think that's one of the hardest things about living in a global society in a, in a modern age. It's I there's I don't have an answer for you. I would have to think on that a lot more. I think the other thing, too, is the Saudi event. And I'm, and I'm sure this this would be a motivation for the Saudis as well. Would be with the PGL. Would be like it it does normalize them and as that's my that's part of Western society. That's my thing. Really was not, was right? going to be like when I they're not getting into the app game because then you're going to change how you feel about Saudi Arabia. Whereas this is so like you know PR related sports yeah. washing. I believe is the the term of the moment. But yeah, it's so much more obvious. Like what the 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 reasons are so much more sinister. <laughs> You know, than just making money, which is uh, the the, pl the players becoming mouthpieces for yeah. the like golf in the kingdom is yeah. kind of where it's like okay, very clear. I don't know where the line is to your point. Shout out to Michael Murphy, but I know where on the side of the line that falls for me. So maybe to expand on that in a future week. Let's wrap it at that. And uh, thank you for tuning in. And we'll hopefully be back soon later this week. And uh, if not, we'll see you next weekend. Cheers. 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 Oh, come on,
a punt. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, yeah. that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most.